Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Episode of the Atomic Geekdom podcast. This is an Atomic Geekdom University episode, uh, Deadpool 101. Um, I am one of your teachers. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight are both hosts of Two Broke Geeks. Matt is with us. Hooray! And via a telephone circa 1997, Justin is with us. I, I made it, guys. I totally made it. <laughs> We're happy to have you in any fashion that we can get you. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, it really has. I've been feeling terrible because I've been wanting it, but because I live in like a terrible, terrible area where high speed internet does not exist, it makes it super hard and difficult to try and plan anything. <laughs> well, we're gonna make it work, however we have to. Um, yeah. Just- Justin is the other host of Two Broke Geeks, which we talk about quite often on this podcast. Uh, Matt being the other host, um, both of yeah, which yeah. are members of the Atomic Kingdom family, and we're happy to have them both involved with the website and having the podcast, their podcast there as well. Um, yeah, we like it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from time to time, Justin and Matt write articles. Matt has just done a couple of reviews of Supernatural and X-Files episodes, and then Justin will, will write stuff up from time to time as he has time as well. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I've ever, I've so far the only thing I've written was when they announced that Marvel, that Sony and Marvel came to an agreement for the Spider-Man reboot. I wrote an article of like villains and how I think they should approach like the re, uh, like rebranding sort of. But I have one in the works about uh, about involving the X-Men films I'm working on. Oh. Nice. nice. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah I like the Spider-Man article you did because uh, a lot of those villains I didn't even know about. So, <laughs> or a couple. Of them, I, I had to like, I had to like dig deep into some of like the back, like some of the back characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a couple of them I heard of from the animated series, but I've never been a big Spidey fan. So, yeah, I kind of, yeah that's like one of the few like superheroes I like grew up on, and I was. Matt and I were talking the other night. I got my hands on the entire uh, Amazing Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, and I've just been binging. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time. Oh, it's, it's, it, it makes me feel old and <laughs> like a little kid at the same time. Yeah, they did, a, they did a, like a Venom Carnage run on that cartoon, didn't they? Yeah, I just finished the uh, series where he, where he first gets the black suit and becomes Venom, uh, black suit Spider-Man, uh, and then when A. Brock gets it, uh, I haven't come across, I haven't gotten to Carnage yet. The last one I finished was uh, where his run where he was a uh, man spider. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, like the whole, like, eugenics thing. And then, like, with the introduction of characters like Vulture and um, Tombstone and, <laughs> like, a big war between Silvermane and Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. They had Blade, didn't they? Or no, they had... Um... 
Not yeah, Blade. Blade, Blade was on there. They had Blade and Punisher on that cartoon. That cartoon Blade, was yeah. wild. Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Like, that place, it goes all over the map when it comes to characters. Like, some just out of the blue and because it's so fast-paced for 20 minutes. Yeah. They they just, it's sometimes a little bit hard to pick up. They did a, I remember they did a, the X-Men crossover, too, where Spider-Man was on the, one of their episodes or something. Or maybe yeah, was, and yeah. then... Yeah, I have the entire run of the animated series of X-Men 2. I haven't started it on that yet, but I would just, they have the one where, like, Beast got kidnapped by someone in, uh, and Spider-Man had to go and help him. Yeah, right, right. And, like, Storm and all of them were in, like, it being animated on that show was different than the other one, so it was pretty cool to see the differences. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, that's enough about that. Uh so let's let's introduce our listeners to you if they haven't listened to the Two Broke Geeks podcast, which they all should do right now. Go to iTunes yes, and subscribe. Yes, you should. Um, you guys just yeah. just gave away the Flash season one on Blu-ray to somebody who reviewed you on iTunes. So you never yep. know yeah. if you if you subscribe and leave reviews, you might get entered in a contest to win awesome stuff. So there will be more contests. So. Yeah, we're we're working on stuff. Always good. All right, Justin, introduce yourself to our listeners. Give us your geek cred. What makes you a geek, and what are you really geeky about? Uh, so I'm Justin Palmerville. Uh, as said, uh, I am a, the other host of Super Geek. Uh, most of my time, I work in a comic book shop, so, well, sort of comic book, sort of nerd-slash-music kind of store. Uh, I always grew up on Batman, the animated series, Spider-Man, uh, my biggest thing right now would be more so. I, I've kind of I, I know a lot about like Marvel things, but I've also been big on toys like Futurama. Uh, I, right now, I'm going through this huge binge of Godzilla uh, and anything involving Godzilla. Uh, huge graphic novel buyer. I try and dip into as much as possible when it comes to most of the geek of most geeky things, and then I binge watch and then. Like, I was just telling Matt before this started, I just bought, like, a, an omnibus collection of the Dark Tower series that, because I've never read those, and I need to before yeah. the movie comes out. So it's mostly just superhero, mostly superheroes, monsters, and horror films. Uh, horror films are a huge part of it. So I just like to try and be involved in as many things as possible. Nice. Okay. What was your what was the last good horror movie you saw? Oh my god. Uh it's so weird because I don't really consider a lot of the new age like the newer horror films like super scary. They're kind of unpredictable and <laughs> right. most of the ones that are like are the most of the ones that try to be scary just don't cut it like uh it follows or the Babadook. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so I haven't really seen a good. I I'm sure it's, it's been a long time since I've seen a good horror film. I would have to say the closest thing wasn't really much. Like it didn't scare me. It had a couple of good like jump scares, but overall was okay. Was um, Insidious. Okay. Uh, that's probably like the closest, but nothing that was like super terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Babadook and It Follows, and I liked both those, but <laughs> that's all right. We can disagree. <laughs> Uh, that's, yeah. I, I find when I listen to you guys, your guys' podcast, I disagree with a lot of the things you say, but then you'll say something right, right, oh, yeah. right after that that I'm totally on board with. Mm. Yeah, the last good horror movie I watched was The Conjuring. Okay. Other yeah. than that, I don't I, think I've ever finished that movie. 
yeah, I've, I know a lot about the I, the, the Warren, so I was interested in that movie. Yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so tonight we're going to talk all things Deadpool. I'm actually going to kind of take on the role of the student. Um, I know some things, but I'm going to kind of let Matt and Justin inform us about most things. So I'll start with the very basics. Uh, Deadpool was created by writer Fabian Nacienza. I I always, I butcher his name. Uh, I couldn't do any better. Yeah, I couldn't. uh, Yeah, that's as best as it can get. Yeah, and and this one's easier. Artist, writer, Rob Liefeld, who Mm -hmm. I think most people that read comics would know who he is, especially on the Marvel side. Um, They created him. uh, He first appeared in The New Mutants, issue 98, uh, he was a bad guy at that time, and he would later be like a guest star in X Force for a long time. And he tried to kidnap Cable, I believe, or kill Cable, one of the two, um, in his first appearances. Um, one of you tell us his origins. How did he become? How did Wade Wilson become Deadpool? That's his. Oh, sorry, that's it, I, I should say that his yeah. name is Wade Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the thing about Deadpool is. Throughout this, from 1990 to now, a lot of his origin keeps changing because there was a lot of um, the writer. Because I guess he was like one of those comics like after for a while when they started, they just kind of were like, "Well, this is this is stupid. We're just going to keep riding with it, and no one's really going to notice." So, like, he was actually kind of a fluke character where it was like no before he got like super popular, he was just kind of there. So a lot of writers kind of took a little bit of liberty with, like, most of his backstory. But the main constants are he came from the same background as Wolverine, whereas he was part of the Weapon X program. Uh, But the big difference was he suffered from cancer. So when he went through the process of the regeneration regeneration powers, it also affected his... um, his cancer cells as well. So he can do the super healing, but unlike Wolverine where like it kind of just heals all over and leaves no scars, the cancer cells take over. So he's always just completely jacked up and scarred. Uh, and at the same time, it also messed with his mate and his, uh, with his memories and his, uh, his kind of his personality and his brain. So he suffered for the longest time with voices in his head that he would have, that he would talk with. So he kind of just went pretty much insane. Yeah, that just that really covers it. Yeah. That's that, that's where he gets his name, right? Because he gets committed, and they have like a, a a dead pool where they bet on who's going to die next. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I learned that, and recently. because he just has like these because it's, his cancer cells pretty much kind of kind of helped him stay alive where everyone just assumed he was just going to, like, bite the dust because he had cancer. They didn't realize that the cancer cells would actually, like, be affected as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, talk a little bit about the the similarities. If, if you're a comic book fan, you already know Deathstroke and Deadpool are quite similar uh, at the bare basis of, of their, their, their character. Um, when you read them, they're very different personality-wise. But... They're both assassins, and right. they're both yeah. the last name Wilson, one Slade, one Wade. Right. Well, yeah, yeah and that's because uh, 
Deadpool and his very, very base is is based on Deathstroke. He's got a similar outfit. He's got the uh, the similar name, obviously. They're both uh, mercenaries, uh, Slade and Wade Wilson. And um, it's been acknowledged more than one time in, in Deadpool, not straight out because they can't say Deathstroke, but they've... Yeah kind of had ways that they acknowledge that he's based on Deathstroke. And even Deadpool himself has kind of mentioned it because he does have that ability where he knows he's a comic book character and breaks the fourth wall a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of his, a lot of issues, like the way he finds out how to beat people and whatnot, is he talks about how he reads through like backstop comics. And he, there's been a couple of instances in some of the older ones where he pretty much hints about uh, another Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is like Rob pretty much is like they joke it like as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Liefeld came up with the idea um, and being that he was a fan of Teen Titans, they kind of just, him and Fabian said, well, this is Deathstroke from Teen Titans and then they gave him the name Wade Wilson as an inside joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that they're quote unquote related, and they just ran with it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty great because <laughs> you look at the the comparisons between the two companies, DC and Marvel. You've got the Flash, and you've got Quicksilver, and I mean, I could go on for days of how many con- right. characters. But at the end of the day, you only have so many abilities to work with. You know, I mean, it's gonna yeah. you're gonna have crossover, and you just deal with it and enjoy both characters. This is again. Both of our programs, Two Broke Geeks and Tom Geeks, and we advocate that you can like both DC right. and Marvel yeah. without hating each other. That's what yeah, Marvel. I mean, Mad Knight. Like I grew up majority Marvel back DC, but we've. I mean, it's always so ridiculous. A kind of side note from the like a death from all the Deadpool talk. It's just kind of ridiculous how many people like to fight about which is better, and you just don't understand that you can actually like both and it doesn't have to be like a who would win Marvel or DC kind of fight. Those are fun conversations to have. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, they're great to have. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of taking it too seriously is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, there's, there's a character or a story that you can attach yourself to in either company. Why cut yourself off from Mm -hmm. all this great content when you're just, Nope, I'm just Marvel. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That was a side note, but okay. Um, yeah. We talked about him breaking the fourth wall. That he's self-aware. He's totally aware that he's in a comic book. Uh, oh which, yeah. <laughs> which is one of yeah. the the you just don't see it ever in any other book for good reason, but it works for yeah. Deadpool and it's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> he's the only one that I know of that is like that in either company. Uh, yeah, and then, well, they started adding new characters in for Marvel, but they're all kind of related towards uh, Deadpool. Mm. And because he does suffer from, he has, like, if you read a bunch of the comics, especially, not, not none of the, this new, uh, it hasn't happened in this new line from the new, all new, all different um, line, but... <laughs> In his older stuff, you would always see the two different minds that, like, the two different voices in his head. Usually, one in like a weird, like Comic Sans, yellow, black kind of style, and then another one that's like pink, like a pink with like more of a typewriter kind of font. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he and speaks in the yellow bubbles, and then the thoughts in his head are generally in, like, pink squares. You know, actually, there's two other voices. Oh. Which, are, yeah, which <laughs> have been identified later on. Like, I just found this out recently. Um, they're, because then they reintroduce a character after... Um, I'm, like, skipping way ahead, but, like, there's a, there was, like, a, a, a series of books where Deadpool gets kind of trapped in his own mind, mm-hmm. and with this, and their characters of those voices, one is called Madcap, uh, who's just, like, a deranged, like, cartoon kind of villain, and then a Howard the Duck villain called Dr. Bong, who has, like, a head that's a big bell. Mm-hmm. And like those are what the the voices are associated with, hmm. uh, are actually them. Like the Madcap is kind of like the more like let's kill everyone, and Doctor Bond is kind of more logical. Huh. That's like a nerd cool. thing I just found like recently. Yeah, it's like a, during I think it's during the Axis. Actually, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm okay. actually looking at it right here on Wikipedia. You're right. It says in Deadpool 28, it's revealed that the villain Doctor Bong, the foe of Howard the Duck, is the logical voice appearing in yellow captions. And in Deadpool Annual Number One from 2014, it's revealed that Madcap, a foe of Captain America, is the psychotic voice appearing in the white captions with a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, all right. He has, well, mostly working alone. Uh, he also has worked with many other teams, including uh, the Astonishing Avengers, the Deadpool Corps, uh, mm-hmm. Heroes for Hire, Shield, Secret Defenders, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X Force, and X Men. He is considered, I guess, property-wise, to be X Men. Um. Mm-hmm. being that yep. Marvel sold them to Fox and Fox is producing the movie. Uh, so he's considered, he's considered a mutant yep. um, for that. Yeah. That aspect, I guess uh, his abilities, uh, Justin pretty much said them all, but I'll just go through them here. Bullet point, uh, regenerative healing, master martial artist, swordsman and marksman extended longevity, um, <laughs> carries devices that grant him teleportation and holographic disguise and a magic satchel. Yeah, the magic yep. satchel is like the weirdest thing he has. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's like the magic satchel they say you carry in video games, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. The, the bottomless kind of Mary Poppins type bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there, let me ask you this as someone who doesn't really know is there a purpose to why he doesn't just have a round head and he's got kind of a point to his, his head on his suit? Um, not that I know of. Okay. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't I think, think so. Was, I think it was just, just, it was a just design. A, like an artist kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, character design, kind of like he pulled it over his head and it was too just big or something. Like loose. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've always liked it. I just never really realized, is there a reason for that or is it just there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, there, as far as I know, it's just there. Okay. Uh, and he's worked with other people, but mainly his allies are uh, Blind Al mm-hmm. and Weasel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, um, and then there's in, Bob. Oh, and uh, in Cable. Right. Yeah, well, there's a lot with him, like, teaming up with Cable for, like, their weird time travel extravaganzas or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Weasel, and then there's Bob, who is like um, uh, kind of he's like an agent of Hydra, who then pretty much Deadpool like goes and teases enough and like threatens him to work for him, <laughs> and kind of sort of becomes like his quote unquote best friend. Mm. All right. Um, recently in the new line, um, I think it was in the all new Marvel now. Uh, he got married, right? Yeah, he's married to. Oh, I can never pronounce her name right. Sh- Sh- Shikla or Shikla? Yeah, Shikla, like some hell hell demon woman. <laughs> All right, and he's got like, a daughter. Just because, yeah. There, there's like if you there's like a whole series of I didn't read this particular series, but there's like a series called uh, Deadpool Dracula's Gauntlet. Uh, that was like two years ago, I think, and that explains like how he meets her and basically falls in love with her. But I just kind of didn't bother with that. Okay, um, a little bit off topic or off this topic, but there was a video game recently released, uh, just called Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I did not yes. play it, but I, I I saw some trailers and stuff for it. And I actually saw some of the gameplay on YouTube. Did either of you play it? I I had beaten it. Um, okay. It it's enter- it does what it needs to do for a Deadpool game. I give it that much. Uh, I beat it in about a day. It's ridiculously short and kind of repetitive, but. Uh, for all intents and purposes, if, if they were going for just making a Deadpool game, they hit they hit it out of the park. But it was just kind of a bland, like, like kind of like um, like a simpler version of like Drake, like the Uncharted games. Oh, okay. Something like that. Like you just go around and beat things up. He kind of acknowledged that you're playing him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of choppy gameplay, but overall. It, I think it did what it wanted to do as a as a Deadpool game. Okay, yeah, the scene I saw where he pretty much has sex with Rogue, and yeah, like, there's that <laughs> gets his abilities. And yeah, it's <laughs> it was pretty weird, uh, but yeah, it did seem like a like a Deadpool game. <clears throat> I never uh, played it just because of what Justin told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> It, I was just like, eh, I'll let you borrow it if you want to play it. <laughs> it was weird hearing the voice because now I've just associated Ryan Reynolds' voice with it. And yeah. it was Nolan North that voiced him for mm-hmm. the game. Uh, Nolan North yeah. is, is great. He does a lot of work, but uh, it was just weird. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. Okay. Um, anything that you want to talk about that I didn't discuss uh, so far that, that needs to be known about Deadpool? Um, hmm. nothing, I mean, the, all he ever really wants is to, like, one of his biggest things, I don't really know, like, I don't know how, what road they're going to go with, like, his whole past, but it's kind of a free reign kind of deal up until now, where, like, one of the darker storylines, uh, when they try to explore more of his past, is that he, uh, he doesn't know. He like finds his wife and child who are um, like Asian refugees mm-hmm. of some sort, and they were experimented on by the guy, same guy who experimented on him. Uh, but they all die in like this big 
uh, explosion that when he goes to try and save them, except mm-hmm. for his daughter. Uh, yeah. And then, like, there, and so I don't think they're going to go that route, but it's been, like, a lot of talk in some of the newer comics now is, like, uh, he was brainwashed to murder uh, his, like, adoptive family and other people that he knows. But he doesn't know any of it, and people are trying to, like, try to be like, uh, like, hey, they're trying to keep it from him because he thinks someone else did it. But I don't think that's going to, but that's, like, what's how they're going about his backstory now. I don't, I can't think the movie is going to go that route, but it's always maybe something to think about in the back of the head. The movie looks way more. Uh, anti-hero type to me just because it looks like it's based on you know he is in love with this woman he wants to marry finds out he has cancer goes to get experimented on becomes Deadpool and then like somebody I'm not really clear on who has the woman he loves I think it's the person that experimented on him so I think they're going to even give him a different story for the movie than the one that is typically in the comics yeah well okay yeah let's uh let's work our way to the movie then because this isn't his first appearance on the big screen uh <laughs> we will begrudgingly discuss the movie uh x-men origins wolverine in which ryan reynolds was cast to play a version of deadpool and a <laughs> version of wade wilson uh that did anybody here enjoy it no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, in, in the, the funny thing is that, that nobody did, and that was one of the early gags, even from the marketing of this Deadpool movie, where he goes from the studio that inexplicably sewed his mouth shut the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Reynolds, uh, aside from his these now two terrible comic book movies he's done. Uh, he was all right in the third Blade movie, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. this is yeah, this is an actor who's been in three comic book movies as three different characters. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you think about it, you have like Chris Evans, who was Human Torch, and then Captain America found better success with Captain America, um, and then Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, who was Daredevil. Yeah, right, and now hopefully will do well as Batman. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds, who was uh, I always forget his name from uh, Blade Three, his character's name. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that I don't even remember much from that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's when he got real, real ripped and buff and worked out and became like an action star. Uh, mm-hmm. Hannibal yeah. King. Hannibal King was his character. Yeah, uh, he did all right with that. Then fell backwards with. Deadpool in origin in the origins movie. And then he went and did that green lantern thing. Yeah. Uh, yep. which we all hoped would be good. Cause Ryan Reynolds is respectable as, as an actor, I think, and just wasn't, we'll blame the studio and the writer for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we're, we're going to get this version, but anyway, going back to X-Men origins, Wolverine, they've kind of, they put him in weapon X as a, as a member of the team. And he was, you know, sarcastic and, almost Wade Wilson-esque, and then they went and, like you said, sold his mouth shut and had him become this weird amalgamation. Yeah, and gave him a whole bunch of weird-ass powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had, like, Cyclops' powers, and then he he could teleport, and he could heal. He had Wolverine's, like, sheaths, 
like yeah. heat blades in his wrists. Yeah, it was so weird. He he was like Weapon X or mixed with X twenty three, mixed with Cyclops. It weird. It was it's just yeah. a version of of Deadpool I'm going to forget ever existed, and a version of Gambit mm-hmm. in that movie that I'm going to forget ever existed. <laughs> and I, I agree with this. <laughs> and it's it's a movie the studio is making us all forget when they retconned it in uh, Days of Future Past. So yeah. it never existed, yep. apparently. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> uh, okay, so then Ryan Reynolds has wanted to make a Deadpool movie for a long time, and in 2000, uh, no, th- 14, uh, a VFX test footage film was leaked onto the internet right around the time of Comic-Con, conveniently enough, uh, which showed Reynolds as Deadpool doing the, the freeway scene that we've kind of seen in the trailer so far. Uh, and this just stirred up the internets to why didn't we get this movie? Right. And yeah. this, this caused Fox to say, well, let's stop making really bad X-Men movies and let's make this movie. Uh, but we're going to keep making right. really bad Fantastic Four movies. We're, we're not going to stop doing that though. No, of course. Not. Uh, <laughs> but so they made this very R rated a Deadpool movie that comes out next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, uh, February 12th, it comes out. And again, it stars Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson in Deadpool. Um, uh, Morena Baccarin is his girlfriend, Vanessa. TJ Miller is weasel. Gina Carano is the villain. Angel dust. Uh, Brianna Hildebrand is Negasonic teenage warhead. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, Stefan Kapichik as Colossus and Leslie Uggams as Blind Al. Leslie Uggams. Uh, and then Ed Screen as Ajax. So, <clears throat> okay, the trailer, the first trailer we got was we got the PG version that everyone can see, all audiences can see, and then there was also the R-rated or the Red Band trailer, mm-hmm. which, which inputted all of the cursing and the the heavy, heavy violence that we're likely to yeah. see in this movie. Uh, we could yeah. discuss, did this movie need to be R-rated or not? But I think we've, through Twitter and on uh, your podcast and ours, we've said enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think we all agree it didn't need to be. No. Um, and I think they're kind of cutting off a portion of the audience, but at the same time, it Whatever. I, well, I and yeah. they kind of are. I mean, Deadpool is, I mean, go to a comic convention. Deadpool is Marvel's most popular character that I think most people don't actually read. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the character that, like, he, that, like, in the past has been mostly adults, but now, much like DC with Harley Quinn, uh, at least from my perspective, working as a working in a store that sells most of the stuff, uh, Deadpool has become more of a more definitely more of a child like hero because I see a lot of kids everywhere like on a daily basis come in looking for Deadpool memorabilia. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I it's bizarre, right? <laughs> I mean, it really is. And it's yeah, it, I don't quite understand that. Yeah, and I, I like the comparison to Harley Quinn. Even though she was created on the animated series, she's I mean, she's the Joker's girlfriend. She's not right. 
not for kids. So it, what, they've, yeah. what they've kind of turned her into with the marketing campaign that they've gone to is now she's like this roller derby chick and yeah. Uh, yeah. not really a villain, but not really a good guy. And she's teaming up with Power Girl in space and it's just gotten really out of hand over at DC. Whereas Deadpool, mm-hmm. I mean, they've kind of maintained him in the books as the same character, but marketing wise, kids love him because he looks cool. And mm, they're, kind yeah. of, they're kind of told you should like him because he's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's he's the comic book character your parents don't want you to read. Right. Uh, yeah. Th- and th- especially th- now in the newer comics, they kind of are catering more to that. Okay. Uh, with this brand new, all new, all different, where there's just like enough violence, uh, where, where there isn't as much violence, so enough ch- more children can actually read it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's post Brian Pesain, right? Because he was writing it for a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah Brian Pesain's run was pretty adult, but. Yeah, this new one is kind of more. It's definitely more appropriate for for a younger audience. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the movie version, they've said it's going to be more authentic to the comic book than, of course, Origins was. Uh, even going as far as to say that this version of Colossus is going to be uh, more keen to what we were in the comic books for Colossus. He's actually going to have a Russian accent. I mean, imagine yeah. that. Imagine that. Pretty crazy. Um. I, his inclusion in the movie kind of surprised me when I heard they cast him to be in this movie because of all the X-Men characters, Colossus kind of didn't stand out to me the first choice. And that's yeah. probably the more the reason why they picked him. Yeah. Like, they probably picked, like, well, because you have, like, especially, like, when the first X-Men movies came out, everyone wanted, like everyone went for Wolverine and Jean Grey and Cyclops, and, like, Colossus was only in, like, the third, and I think Days of the Days of Future Past. Yeah. So they probably went with him just because, hey, let's give the guy one of the few guys that didn't have a lot some more screen time. Yeah, and they decided to. Not the only thing I can think of. Right, right, and they decided to avoid any other X Men, like real popular X Men character, and went with Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, oh. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> I, I know nothing about this person. Um, like when I first heard about her, I was like, "Who is this?" Well, all I know is she was in the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has telepathy and precognition, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, oh. uh, she she was taught by Emma Frost while she was at the school because uh, Emma Frost is a good guy now. Um, so she was taught right. by her and that's really it. I mean, yeah. Uh, Apparently she can hit real hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, what I got from the trailer. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the few characters where I was like, I, I looked at her when she showed up and I was just like, mm, she looks like she doesn't rule. I mean, this is just me. I'm like, me, mm. she's kind of weird that Deadpool has a kid carting around with him, but I guess. See how that rolls. Oh well, this this probably helps. She was created by Grant Morrison. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. helps a lot. <laughs> sheds sheds a little yeah. light on the character. <laughs> so yeah, she's uh, gonna be pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I under I kind of get it uh, to a certain extent as far as she's just an unknown character who you put her in the blue and yellow 
X-Men costume and, oh, we can associate it to X-Men, but she's going to eventually, I think, just be like a sidekick to Deadpool and kind of yeah. shed shed the X-Men thing for now. Probably, yeah. Which, I mean, you see, unless it's an origin thing, she's wearing like a trench coat and dark yeah, clothes. Yeah. So, in the trailer. Um, and it looks like even his girlfriend, Marina Bakker, gets, gets some fighting in, too. At some point, even though she's just his girlfriend. Because, uh, yeah, as you said, she gets taken, which I assume is by Ajax. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that's kind of yeah. the, the plot point that after he becomes Deadpool, that that's what's happening there. And I don't I don't know the extent of Colossus's venture into the movie. I'm assuming it's maybe just the very brief moment to introduce Negasonic to his warhead. I heard that he goes, like, as an errand for the X-Men to try and recruit Deadpool. Like, this is the first time they figure, they hear of Deadpool. And okay. I hear he tries to, re- he's like a whole recruit for the X-Men thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could work if that's the way it turns out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, Angel Dust. Do you guys know much about Angel Dust? That, I know nothing about her nope. either. I like Gina Carano, uh, as far as MMA ladies go. Uh, Angel Dust, oh, yeah. created by Jeff Johns, of all people. Uh, oh, all right. She was, let's see, she was, her first appearance was in Morlocks. I guess there was a comic book Morlocks. <laughs> yeah, there um, were. Yep. Her abilities, also well, she's part of the Morlocks, which is a mutant thing. Uh, her abilities is superhuman strength, uh, enhanced speed, agility, and stamina, which we've pretty much seen in the trailer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only created about fourteen years ago, so she's really new to the the X Men story. So yeah, she's just a thug, I think, in the movie. I don't think she's gonna be like a major character. Yeah, just one of uh, Ajax. I have thugs. a feeling. Uh, I have a feeling in the majority of kind of the characters in this movie, we won't be seeing a lot of in general. Yeah, like especially like villain wise, because I feel like. Much unlike, like, did this be like a Deadpool quote unquote origin story? They're just gonna like have the first crack of just like random thugs. Like Ajax is such a, he's like such a odd choice. He's a he's a, he's like probably the most probable choice for an origin because he comes from the same program. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably soon after like this film, we probably won't see much of these people again. Yeah, and it's it's being the R rating. I'm uh, a lot of these people are probably going to die. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's really no point in keeping people like Ajax or or uh, Angel Dust alive in in this universe because yeah. there's a lot more characters they can bring in eventually. Because I mean, it's pretty much already been announced without being officially announced that there's going to be a sequel called Cable and Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the, uh, they're also supposed to be part of the X Force. Yeah, that's coming out in twenty seventeen. Movie year. Yeah, yeah, that's coming. That's supposed to come out in twenty seventeen. And Deadpool and Cable are supposed to be part of that movie. Yeah, what if you're a, a, a hardcore fan of Deadpool? What has to be encouraging about this movie is that Rob Liefeld, the co-creator of the character, has been heavily a part of the production of the movie. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of, like, like there was definitely a big run of Layfield with his, like, where it was super violent, 
and super all over the place. So I'm, yeah, more than likely we're expecting to see a lot of like Rob Layfield kind of style. Yeah. Uh, okay. As far as, cause this is technically the eighth X-Men movie. <laughs> if you're considering it an X-Men movie. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And how many of them, <laughs> here's a good trivia question uh, for both of you to answer. How many of those eight movies was Wolverine in? Let's see. Almost all of them. He was in six of them. Okay, let's count them off. X-Men, X2, X-Men The Last Stand. X-Men 3. Yep, Uh, Wolverine, Origins. First Class, he's briefly in. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, then the Wolverine, and of course Days of Future yep. Past, and yep. as, as far as we know, the only one he's not in is Deadpool. Yeah, well, I figure he probably will show up. That's the rumor. Mm, yeah, maybe the I rumor think, is. I yeah. think it's gonna be very much like an end credit kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, because they're saying he's not in X Men Apocalypse, which pleases me to no end. Uh, I would like an X Men movie without Wolverine, just once at least. Yeah. Um, and I mean, first class was good and they didn't need him. It was just a funny little moment. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and of course he, I don't know. You better not be in gambit. That's all I have to say Because, in my opinion, I've heard, I've heard nothing about him being a part of gambit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, most people aren't a part of gambit at this point. <laughs> I think we know like two people, yeah. uh, that are in that movie, uh, which makes me sad, but, it's I I just because I considered kind of Dan, uh, Gambit and 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 Wolverine two of the the same kinds of characters within X Men. Uh, Gambit's not as fierce, I guess, or you know, angry, but mm-hmm, they're yeah. both outcasts. Yeah, and lone lone people. They're not team people. But I mean, they've kind of changed that with Wolverine in the comics. He's like the leader of the t- of X Men at at some point. Anyway, yeah. another weird tangent. But uh, so Deadpool comes out this year, and then there's the potential for X Force, and then Cable and Deadpool. I wanted to ask of those future X Men movies, which again I'll say them again are X Men Apocalypse, Gambit, the new third, the third Wolverine movie, the third and final Wolverine movie. Uh, would you want to see Deadpool crossover into, which is, I guess it's not really crossing over, but in and in, injected into any of those? Um, I don't know. Like, it kind of depends how this movie goes. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like the one problem I have with the majority of Marvel films in general, both from all, no matter really which company it's from is now that they have such an extended universe, they kind of rely a little too heavily on crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I always like, I'm always, that's why I was like, I'm always more of a fan of like, like uh, with Winter Soldier, it's probably one of my favorite like Marvel films because there weren't that much of a crossover in terms of other characters that, I mean, the most was like Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for me, if they do, if, depending how it goes, the only kind of thing I could see him showing up in the crossovers, like Age of Apocalypse in a Wolverine film, is 
more of a knock for the audience where like no one else is really going to notice him. Like in the film, is not going to notice him. And he's just going to show up like, hey, remember me from this movie? And I kind of think that will kind of take away if from like, especially how serious, like if he shows up in Age of Apocalypse, like it will kind of dampen like the seriousness of that. Well, and I just, I don't think he will be in Apocalypse just because that takes place in the 80s. Yeah. And Deadpool very much seems like it takes place now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if they want to, that'd be fine just as long as they don't go like super cheesy and campy, the kind of like break that might break from like a really intense scene or something. For me, I think it would, what would be cool, and again, this is the fanboy in me. Just a brief moment in Gambit where he just pops in and then pops out. Mm. Yeah. Again, not to take away from the seriousness, but also maybe for a bit of levity or maybe a, like a post-credit joke scene like like Howard the Duck was. Yeah. Uh, something like that where just to, hey, remember, this is all the one universe type thing. Uh, yeah. Right. And he's the one to do that with because he already he's aware of it in general. Like he would know that he would be the one that would have to pop up and go, guys, remember. Yeah. Like, I have a sequel coming out. Yeah. Something like that. I would, you know, I think it would be hilarious if he does some mention of how bad, like fantastic war movies are. They would never do it. Oh, because it's, be great. it's the studio level, but that would be mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. How just breaking the fourth wall so much. He just, yeah. Just comments on how they can't, they can't seem to get one. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. Okay, uh, for this new movie, this this movie that's coming out, is there one aspect or one thing you're hoping to see, or maybe that's not the right question? How excited are you for the movie as opposed to all of the other comic book movies? I think there's seven other ones coming out this year. Uh, I it's, for me, I'm still on the fence on how I feel about this film. <laughs> I feel like it could go either way. So yeah. on the scale of the majority of like of all the other films, it's kind of low, only because I don't know what to expect going into this, sure. and because I've been burned by X Men films before, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go in with too much. I don't want to go in with such high expectations and then yeah. get be like, ah, oh, not again. Yeah, I kind of feel sort of the same. Uh... I just don't want this movie to be all completely reliant on, you know, the humor aspect that they've been pushing pretty hard and the, you know, the blood and guts. I want it to actually have a story. And so far, yeah, it seems like it may have a very thin story. So I'm hesitant. So fairly low in relation to the other comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, being that you are my experts, is there any particular graphic novel or trade that they should pick up uh, as far as for good Deadpool reading? Um, if you, if I always, like, if anyone can ever get their hands on the collections by Daniel Wade, mm-hmm. um, those ones are some pretty, have, they're, they're more like collections of graphic, not like of stories, so they're not necessarily in order. But those ones are pretty... Um, are pretty good at like covering the majority and basis, and those ones are usually some of the, the more popular ones, especially excuse me of um, newer readers. Like they they cover 
grand basis of the majority of the character. I mean, if you can lay your hands on some of Layfield's like older ones where he's first introduced like his own series, I would strongly recommend that over, but those ones are kind of harder to find these days. So I was the- just in um, Barnes and Noble the other day and they had quite a few, there are uh, Deadpool classics collections yeah, that are available oh, yeah, now. We have those out now. Oh, yeah, right. there's a bunch of them available at Barnes and Noble. And uh, then the other ones I would recommend that don't actually link to anything. They're just um, kind of like outside of continuity stories, but I still think they're a lot of fun. Our uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, Deadpool Illustrated, and Deadpool and kills Deadpool. 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 Yeah, yeah, those, those are, are fun. They're pretty good reads. So. But those ones are very much like you kind of have to have an idea of the character, but they're That's, still yeah. great. And they're more they're more for an adult audience. Oh yeah, they're definitely very violent. They're very violent. So. <laughs> yeah, the Deadpool kills the Marvel universe is one I've always wanted to look mm-hmm. into. It's pretty it's fun. Really I think good. you'd like it. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the basic idea behind Deadpool kills uh, all three of them: Deadpool kills Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool kills Marvel Universe. Deadpool kills uh, Illustrated, and Deadpool kills Deadpool. Is uh, he gets tired of being a fictional character? Like he's aware that he's a fictional character, but he's also aware that because he's a fictional character, he can't die. So he goes on a quest to figure out the only way to die. And first, he thinks it's to kill the Mar- kill every other Marvel hero, so his existence is not necessary. <laughs> then to kill the idea of heroes and villains in all of literature. So nobody ever has the idea for a hero or a villain. And then in, I can't remember Deadpool kills Deadpool very well. I think the it's Deadpool, the Deadpool kills Deadpool is after he murders everyone from classic literature, he realizes the only real constant left is him. Yeah. Cause for some reason he doesn't fit in with the equation with all that. Oh, right. And then, and then goes, there's an evil Deadpool. Right. I remember now. Yeah, and so he jumps. He jumps from like universe to universe to kill off all of him. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Those are good yeah. recommendations. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you got the Marvel app that you can. Was it Marvel? Unlimited Marvel, Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, so if you've got that, you can kind of Netflix your way through some books uh, style. Yep. Netflix style. Uh, or, you know, digital comics are always a good way to go. If you can't, if it's a hard to find comic book, you can always do it that way as well. So, well, and here's the, like, oh man, I'm always going to talk so much about, uh, Marvel unlimited it's great <laughs> because you can pay a hundred bucks for your year and you just have, it's right there in the name. You have unlimited access and they have almost everything they've ever published in that app all the way back to like original Stanley, Steve Ditko stories from the sixties. So probably every Deadpool comic ever printed is on Marvel unlimited. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I wish DC would do something like that. Uh, <sighs> Don't even give me a oh, That'd be so great. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few DC books I've, I'd like to read or own or just whatever yep. that I'll never have in paper form, but right. Uh, you know, I've never actually read like the first like issue of, or the Superman issue of Action Comics, or you know, I'd like to go back and take a look at them. Right? Yeah, I see. You don't have like three million dollars lying around? Not, no, not yet. Yeah. Let's get this Atomic yeah. Kingdom Empire in hand. We'll all have one. We'll just go out and buy Nicolas Cage's copy. <laughs> God, it's yeah. gonna be hard up for money. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So our next 101 episode is actually going to be Civil War 101. We're going to kind of go through, <laughs> look into the, the Civil War storyline that was in the books. I definitely want Matt on board mm-hmm. for that because I know he just read it. <coughs> uh, yep. Justin, of course, is welcome to join us. And we'll look at the new characters being introduced, like Black Panther. And oh, yes. Talk more about uh, the side characters you might not know a lot about, like Agent 13 and... Mm-hmm. And and things like that, and and uh, Winter Soldier, which you should know a lot about from him having his own movie. But we'll talk more about him uh, for Civil War one hundred and one, and that'll be, of course, when Civil War comes out. Still debating whether or not we need a Batman versus Superman one hundred and one. I think everybody oh gets goodness. it. I would, yeah, I was going to say I would <laughs> hope not. Uh, we could, I guess, go into depth about maybe like Lex Luthor or Dead or uh, Doomsday or something. But uh, at this point. We don't know because there also could be Brainiac in there. We have no idea who the the bad guy is or what was the other one? Uh, Bizarro. Bizarro. That was it, yeah. yeah. So one of the 18 villains from Batman versus Superman. Uh, we'll do X-Men 101 when Apocalypse comes out. We'll kind of talk more about Apocalypse in that one, of course. And then, of course, Suicide Squad, Gambit, and Doctor Strange later this year. So we're going to get you ready for all these movies in case you don't know these characters. We got you covered. Uh, if there's anything that we didn't cover that you might have questions about, you can hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. You guys are at two B G. Yeah. yeah. All right. One and more time. Yeah. One more time oh, with we're... one voice. <laughs> oh, two B G Pod. There we go. So that they can tweet you guys. They can tweet us. Uh, we all do live tweeting during Supernatural, during Flash, during Arrow, so you can connect with us that way if you want to talk to us while we live tweet these episodes. Flash kind of got me upset tonight, and Matt had to calm me down. Um, <laughs> uh, doesn't happen often with these characters, but they, they just weren't seeing something yep. that was kind of obvious to me. Yep. Uh, but I'm not always right. In fact, I'm never right. But if you want to tell me how wrong I am, at Atomic Geekdom is where you can hit us up, and then at 2GB Pod is where the boys are. Uh, your latest episode just came out. Tell everybody what it was about and how they can find it. Uh, what did we talk about? Of, <laughs> we, what did we talk about? I don't uh, even remember. And it was just a couple days ago. Um, it was, uh, we talked about Deadpool. A little we talked bit. About the, the, oh, the screenshots from the, just from uh, Batman v Superman with Darkside. Okay. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the possibility uh, the of Darkseid. Bar- the Hanna Barbera comics. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the Hanna Barbera comics. <laughs> the insanity. Oh my god. We talked and a little then, bit about the new Justice League cartoon. Not like a bunch because there wasn't a, a lot to say. Yeah. And then uh, I, I that was we talked about I, you oh, going to Los Angeles. Yeah. And, yeah. To yeah. Talk a little bit. I've seen some things, but uh, Justin was in a movie. Yeah, uh, I did a, a short, like ten minute film last year. Uh, for like shits and giggles with some friends uh, who were great, uh, and it got picked up uh, for the Hollywood in the, uh, Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival, and it's called Don't Leave Me Hanging, and it goes like it shows February 26th. So I'm trying to like plan out when I can if I'm able to go out there and just party it up and possibly harass people because <laughs> I'm a big theater person and would love to be acting in films. So whatever kind of elbows I can rub would be just awesome. Plus well, I haven't been to Los Angeles since I was like 12. There you go. Uh, we got to find yeah. a way to make you the, the on-screen persona of Atomic Eaton when we launch our YouTube channel. I'm totally down with that. <laughs> it's happening. We, <laughs> we need a host and uh, we don't need auditions. We have you. So uh, oh, yeah. there you go. All right. 
You're qualified. <laughs> Done. I saw like I think I saw the still on Instagram of your of your movie of the short and it looks just mm-hmm. incredibly yeah. intense. This the still. Yeah, it's it's super it's a super uh it's kind of a sad like a I mean Matt's seen it. Like yeah. he came when we did it as a live as a like as a live piece for a ten minute play festival. Yeah, um, it was good. So Matt knows what it is. Yeah, it's really good. It, it's kind of yeah, it's emotional. I mean, there is some intense emo. I mean, it's only ten or fifteen minutes, so it's it squeezes in quite a bit for that time frame, and it's just kind of about uh, a moment in a in a the life of a couple. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Very interesting. And is it something everybody will have access to eventually to see? Um, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know if she, if the director sent that to any other festivals or stuff. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that sometime this summer I can get it. Okay. But I'm kind of crossing my fingers to see how that rolls out. Sure. Like maybe, maybe they'll do some kind of Vimeo thing or who knows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Something to keep your eyes on, uh, eyes and ears open for. We'll we'll announce it definitely if it becomes available. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, to help out our show, the podcast, you can go to timeofkingdom.com and click on the Entertainment Earth banner right on the top there and buy all kinds of cool merchandise that all three of us are too broke to afford ourselves. Um, that doesn't stop us. <laughs> uh, I've already spent all my money on these Suicide Squad statues they have coming out. I, oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I just actually just now saw... Batman v Superman Barbie dolls, and it's the first time in my life I've ever wanted to buy Barbie dolls. So I, I saw last year they announced like the prototype for the Wonder Woman Barbie doll that I have to get yeah. my niece now. Like I just have to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so topofkingdom.com. Click on the banner there. Also at Topic Kingdom, you can find all kinds of cool content. Right now we're focusing a lot on episode reviews. Uh, I say we, I mean me. I've written like seven in the past couple days. Mm-hmm. We're covering a lot of shows. We're doing our best to cover all the shows that you guys watch. So if we're missing one, let us know again on Twitter uh, if there's one that you want to watch. Like I said, Matt's covering X-Files and Supernatural right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny is writing about the show Black Sails, which is all about pirates, I guess. I've watched one season, and it's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've uh, JD is writing about The 100, which returned a couple weeks ago. And then we got Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. I started doing Agent Carter, but I had to cut it because I have no time left for having any time for anything Mm. else. So no Agent Carter. Sorry, guys. And I might not get around to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. either, but we'll see how it goes once that starts back up in March. Uh, Hopefully I can actually pick up some of the slack when I get some free time to actually race because I've been watching Lucifer. Oh, yeah. I wanted to jump into that. Yeah. Is it good? I'm you like it? Of, it I, I, I like that first episode. Like, I don't know much about. I know it's a Neil Gaiman uh, uh, property, and so it's from Vertigo. So yeah. That's like all I really know about it. But I really enjoyed like that first episode of just pretty much the devil running a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the ads. I've got the first episode that I can watch. I just haven't had time yet. But yeah, it looks good. I'm, I'm willing to check it out. Yeah, it's kind of like. To me, it's kind of like what Constantine, if Constantine was put in a better slot, like it could have been like a, it's like a different kind of Constantine kind of style if Constantine was still rolling. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. they gave Constantine a fair shot, really. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Uh, gave them the budget they needed and a time slot they deserved type of thing. Yeah. 
Um, okay, cool. All right. Uh, I'm kind of floating on the idea of going to Twitter and seeing if we have any freelance writers that want to come in and do some reviews too. So, um, mm-hmm. that might be coming soon. If anybody's interested again at atomic kingdom or info at atomic you can email me, uh, some samples or something. And I can't say hundred percent it's going to happen, but it might, uh, we have a lot of people that work here on the website. So I give them first crack at anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. obviously. So, uh, there's that, uh, tomkingdom.com is the website. You can find us on iTunes as well. Subscribe, please. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google plus for some reason and Stitcher. Uh, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. You can also find two broke geeks on iTunes. Um, yeah. again, there's no prize involved right now, but you could still subscribe and leave reviews. It's always welcome to help us out. Uh, tell your friends about both podcasts. We're we're both good, fun-loving podcasts. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys were once a month, uh, but now it sounds like you might be doing more episodes, which is awesome. Once yeah. I finally get like a good microphone and we have the capabilities, yeah, I'm, play, I'm, I'm trying to find ways around this this uh, blackout area to get around it. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, and then finally, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom to get a free audio download, uh, audio book download, and a 30-day trial. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things work on iPhones, Androids, Kindles, however you consume an MP3, it'll work on there. Uh, you can get all kinds of great books like The Martian, like Hunger Games, like I guess probably Fifty Shades of Grey is on there if that's your thing. Um, all that good stuff. Uh, the fifth wave just came out as a movie. You can listen to that, which I'm told isn't very good. The movie, but the books are great. Uh, again, audibletrial.com slash Tommy Kingdom. I'm really hyping that up with this, this little advertisement, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a free audio book and a 30 day trial. You help us out, uh, which also helps two broke geeks out and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, do that. And, yeah. uh, we get a piece of it and we can send Matt and Justin to all the great comic book conventions and, uh, that are out in the East coast. Cause I'm not out there and they are. Exactly. <laughs> so, Whatever ones we can harass for you. There, that's right. We got to get you to the New York Comic Con this year. Yes, I want to oh, go there yeah. so bad. Me too. So, all right. Uh, I think that's it. Typically, for this type of show, Jenny does the word of the day. Do either of you feel prepared to give somebody the word of the day? Anti disestablishmentarianism. Done and said. done. All right. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. 